Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan of CNET. With COVID now trending downward, the fighting game scene is slowly starting to open up for in-person events. Evolution will return to Las Vegas this year, and the Smash World Tour will finally come together. Joining me today to talk about the FGC is Dot Esports reporter Kale Michael. Kale, thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem. So, Kale, Evo is back for 2022, and the games on show have been announced. We have Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. We also see the new Guilty Gear Strive and King of Fighters 15. What are your takeaways with this year's lineup? I think it's a pretty safe lineup. There weren't a lot of crazy inclusions. A lot of people are super happy to see Skullgirls finally represented on the main stage. Uh, for, for reference, uh, Strive was present last Strive and Skullgirls were both present in the main lineup last year for Evo Online 2021. Uh, but this will be their first time on a main stage. So... Overall, I think it's pretty safe. Obviously, Street Fighter, Tekken, a bunch of staples, but like Grand Blue being there is pretty uh, kind of validating to that community because it came out at like the worst possible time right as COVID was hitting and it didn't have rollback netcode. So the fact that that community has kind of stayed so strong through COVID dealing with everything and then is now being rewarded by getting a main stage spot, uh, new Melty Blood, obviously like that community's always insanely supportive uh unist being at the last uh evo was a, obviously a smaller game but it was still the turnout was great the event was awesome the energy in that kind of finals area was really really good and especially with all the changes that they're doing to like it's going to be a lot bigger space for people to work in they're kind of reworking how the stages and like the areas work and then they're also changing it up to be a dynamic schedule where the game with the most uh, entries is going to be the game that closes out Evo on Evo Sunday. I mean, when it comes to top players in attendance, uh, you know, what top players are we going to see for Street Fighter V and Tekken and Dragon Ball Fighters? Do we have any confirmations yet? I mean, you can obviously expect the biggest names to be there. Like, I'm sure as long as nothing crazy happens with uh, kind of travel restrictions and stuff like that around that time we're going to see the best players from around the world show up uh that's kind of what evo was teasing i don't think we have any confirmation from evo themselves about like who's going to show up registration is obviously open so there are ways to check uh i guess on like smash.gg if people are going to be uh going to be in attendance but you can expect the majority of the big names especially from the united states and like kind of north america to be there uh, for sure uh and then once you get into the global scene it's pretty likely that a lot of the biggest the biggest names are going to uh be in attendance for most of these games just because of how uh kind of starved some of these communities has been for big tournaments and evo obviously is the biggest tournament for a lot of these games uh, outside of like street fighter do we have any kind of idea on what uh evo organizers are going to do because i mean like COVID still isn't over, you know, it might, it might be reaching more of an endemic phase. I mean, are there vaccination requirements, mask mandates, anything like that? They didn't talk about it at all in the announcement stage, as far as I heard. Uh, I would assume we're probably going to get more information about that. Either it's already available on like the, like the frequently asked questions or something page that I haven't looked at yet, or uh, they're going to kind of talk about it in the next update or it, once they start officially labeling like schedule times for uh, anything over the summer but 
my guess would be they're kind of playing it by ear based on local and state these kind of things the requirements masks mm-hmm. might be a thing uh the probably hand sanitizer everywhere there's probably going to be some restrictions in terms of uh just how certain things go about but with how they're talking about like there's going to be arcade cabinets in the new community area and like people are going to be allowed to host like community events and they're doubling the space to bring more people in uh i don't think there's going to be anything too crazy in terms of restrictions because that's a lot of people just playing on arcade cabinets and stuff and i don't know if they're going to be wiping them down after every every single player comes through that just doesn't seem practical so well that's something we'll probably have to wait and see a little bit more about and closer to the event yeah yeah you know according to the the faq it's like all attendants are actually required to wear like you know approved Mm. face masks and uh, must provide proof of being fully vaccinated okay. um, or a negative COVID test within 48 hours of entering the venue. So it does seem that, you know, it is pretty stringent uh, given that even with the increased square footage that they'll have this year, um, it's still a ton of people from all around the world competing. Um, even with the Olympics earlier this year in China and considering how stringent uh, the COVID protocols were there, I mean, you still saw a few cases, you know, pop up from uh, from different people. Actually, not too long ago, Capcom announced at least the logo for Street Fighter VI, so we do know that it's coming. I mean, how is the Street Fighter scene faring right now? In terms of the game, I mean, the last update didn't happen too long ago. We got Luke in November. Uh, People are still waiting for whatever balance adjustments are going to are technically supposed to happen around when Capcom Cup was going to happen, which is when Street Fighter VI was announced, and we got like the little short. Uh, cinematic trailer along with the logo that caused all the controversy. <laughs> controversy. Uh, I mean, Street Fighter Five is in a pretty good place in terms of like a game, I would guess. Like a lot of people, especially like people outside of the Street Fighter scene have been talking about how, man, I wish I would have stuck with Street Fighter a l- little longer with this newest iteration because it's become such a better game mm. in this current iteration with like all the new characters. A lot of people really like Luke. He's been uh, really high up on usage ratings in recent tournaments. Just like all these new mechanics and all the reworks and just how the game feels now versus like base Street Fighter V is so much better in terms of competitive balance, like giving players the freedom to do what they want. Just in everything that a fighting game player wants with the game, obviously like the netcode and stuff isn't where people want it to be, but it's also uh, what a six-year-old game seven-year-old game at this point yeah so we're at the point now where the game itself in terms of gameplay and like mastery of the game at high levels is fantastic and going into evo we're going to see that the real question is how is that transition going to hit for street fighter 6 when is that transition going to hit is street fighter 6 coming this year or next year at this rate, it's probably going to be 2023 because it it seems like Capcom might try and run another kind of uh, Capcom Pro Tour with SF5 heading into next next year. And then we're going to get maybe the official release date or like maybe a drop at uh, Capcom Cup next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not 100% sure yet, but uh, that's something we're gonna have to wait until probably June to hear about if I had to guess because they said this summer is when we're gonna hear more information about it that's kind of when Capcom does their Eva or their um e3 showcase yeah I, I predict at the very least we'll see some kind of trailer at we're gonna Evo. see we're gonna see more characters probably gameplay 
something more significant than just another trailer uh, when they show it off next, which I assume will be kind of like, like mid June E3 timeline, even if E3 doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Smash was notably absent from Evo this year, which, uh, you know, on one sense is a little surprising because Smash always just brings in tremendous view uh, viewers. Um, do we have any idea as to why, you know, Smash might be absent from Evo this year. I do know that uh, Evo is now owned by Sony, so there could be a bit of, you know, Nintendo-Sony kind of interplay there. But also, the Smash World Tour is happening, and that's something that Nintendo is backing. So does Smash not even hosting or being at Evo this year really even matter? Most people, myself included, uh, are leaning towards Nintendo just wanting to do their own thing um, with Panda in terms of the Smash World Tour. And all of their other versus events, uh, because they they released a statement uh, when Evo was purchased by Sony. That was essentially them being like, "Hey, yeah, we know that like Smash and Evo have like a super storied history, and we're super happy with it. Uh, so we're gonna evaluate things closely as we move forward." And then when Evo announced that Smash would not be part of the announcement stream, uh, just to kind of prep fans that hey smash will not be there as like the surprise announcement or something at the end like the big one more thing um they said nintendo decided not to have it not that they decided like the evo team or sony or whoever the from what the messaging it sounds like nintendo just wants to do their own thing with the smash world tour not smash world tour the smash circuit that they're doing the smash world tour is its own thing um independently so my guess would be they kind of want to see how that does in comparison to Evo, maybe like comparing numbers because Ultimate was at the last one. It did close out Evo 2019. So we'll have to see how that does. I don't think it had to do with Sony unless like negotiations just broke down tremendously between the two sides in behind closed doors or something because it sounded like when Sony bought the Evo brand and kept the team on brought uh, Rick Bahato on as the general manager. They knew what they were doing in terms of kind of staying hands off in terms of running the event. And not like, obviously smash would have been a huge draw, especially in terms of how many people would come out to Evo for smash to watch, to play, to do everything. So we're going to, we're, we're probably never going to get a straight answer, but my guess is, Nintendo wants to try their own thing. If it doesn't work, we might see Smash at Evo next year or whatever the next Evo event is. If Evo Japan happens in the same way, kind of like in that January timeline again, uh, like makes a comeback, then we might see Smash there. And then if that's the case, then we might see it again at Evo 2020, uh, 2023 when that does happen, depending on how the Smash circuit goes and the response to that. So, but, but we do know for, for reference that you can't, really run a, a, a smash event without nintendo's approval at the scale of evo so you're not going to see it back if nintendo doesn't want it back you know on the other uh major smash game that uh people just you know cannot get enough of is melee but you know some uh fans kind of feel that melee might be dying out right now because top players are opting not to attend majors i mean uh axe recently had a video in which he uh talked about how uh, for some of these top players, you know, streaming is bringing in the revenue that they need, meaning that they really don't need to go 
and attend events. And if top players aren't really attending, then, you know, these top players can kind of hold on to their top spots and not be challenged anymore. Um, I mean, to what extent do you feel that this is true? And I mean, how is Melee really going to uh, gear up for the rest of 2022? Melee is at a point now where, yeah, t- some top players are opting not to attend certain events, whether that be due to like, uh, due to COVID, just due to travel stuff, whole, whole bunch of op- uh, kind of like things opposing them attending. And obviously streaming being so lucrative for a lot of these top players is a big factor in that. But you're seeing outside of like Smash Summit, which is kind of always the exception because top players will always show up to Summit. It It's less about the top players not showing up and more about the lack of I don't even want to say uniformity because that's the wrong word but kind of like organization I guess for this mm. like there's there's no ranking right now so there's no real repercussion to not going to an event so because the I don't remember when Panda said they're bringing back their ranking system which doesn't like super heavily impact some players but a lot of players do have that in mind of like I would like to be I would like to maintain or keep going up in rank i'd like Mm. to maintain my number one status i'd like to do this or that so once that kind of secondary motivator comes back later this year there's going to be more top players attending majors it's just right now hey we're at the start of the year like obviously we haven't even had like that many majors yet this year it was kind of like tail in the last year we had the smash world tour like we're right now we're talking about a probably a three month sample size of people not attending tournaments post smash world tour heading into what was supposed to be Genesis and Genesis didn't happen and it's going to happen soon. So once Genesis hits, I think that's the kickoff point where you're going to start seeing more top players for melee specifically going to these events, kind of like how ultimate has had two majors, three majors already. Yeah. Let um, this year's edition of let's make big moves collision just happened smash ultimate summit like they've already had a quite a few smash majors compared to melee uh so we're going to get to that point where melee players are going to start turning out mm-hmm. or or then we're gonna have this conversation again if they don't where okay does that mean like the new guard's gonna start really taking over from where these top players aren't showing up you know, one of the most more surprising kind of uh, things that happened, at least in 2022, has been the rise of Edgar Espargo Valdez, who's this Smash Ultimate player out of Mexico, at who at 16 years old is completely dominating the scene. Um, I mean, where did Spargo come from? And I mean, tell me about some of his stats. Spargo has been this... Not, not even like a ghost. He's kind of just been this thing that people who follow the scene this kind of shadow over like the future of the scene where people have talked about, man, this kid from Mexico is going to be like the next, essentially like the next Leo, the next, the next MK Leo where they're like, eventually he's just going to come in and he's going to be a top player. And then towards the tail end of 2021, once offline events started coming back, he came, he came into like physical ultimate kind of for the first time since, I mean, he, he's been around for a while. Like he, he's been around competing in physical events since 2019. I think his first physical event that was like super notable was Genesis six, but he finished like 49th, mm-hmm. which is still not bad at a Genesis. 
but that's nothing too crazy. But then you've got like uh, Smash Factor 8, he finished 17th. So he's always been kind of like in the peripheral, even if, for as young as he was, because he would have been what, like 14, 13, 14 at that point. So now that he's 16, he's, it kind of comes out of this online period where he was very dominant in online and shows up to Smash Ultimate Summit 3 and takes third. Riptide 22-1 takes third. Second at SmashCon, Fall Fest. Second Port Priority. Second Main Stage. Third at Smash World Tour. And he was actually favored to take at least second because Leo ended up winning the whole thing. But I uh, lost to Cosmos in Losers Finals, I believe. And then you go to this year where he is now one Smash Ultimate. He won Smash Summit 4. Uh, he won the G4 Smash Invitational, which smaller sample size are only eight players, but he still beat Leo again. Mm-hmm. And then he just won Collision last night, where he beat Tweak twice, Leo, had an incredible run. And I think over the course of the last something crazy, like 10 tournaments, he's probably lost three sets total, four sets, it's looking like, but single digit sets. And he's slowly improving his win rates over these players who he's historically been struggling against. I think he's up on tweak now. Uh, he's like one set or two sets down on Leo. And that's over the course of the last probably four, five, six months. And he's just, I mean, I can't remember who was on commentary last night at Collision. They basically said it's a three-man race for the top spot now between Spargo, Leo, and Tweak because those three are right now the best players in the world. And like Spargo deserves to be, if not right now, the favorite in that conversation. He easily deserves to be among that talk. Yeah, he's not sponsored yet, is he? No, well... There's a lot of speculation about why that is. Uh, people are like, hey, they, they te- teasing and asking him questions about when he's going to get sponsored. He's like, I'd like to know too. So some people are like, oh, he's got a sponsorship in the works or he's a 16 year old from Mexico. Like maybe there's some legal like work issues for top teams that might want to sponsor him because yeah. at this point, there's definitely people who want to sponsor him. But I, I assume he knows he or whoever's helping him manage that knows it knows his worth and is waiting for like a big offer from a big team as he should. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, it's probably just a matter of time at this point, but yeah, he's, he's still unsponsored. One of the top unsponsored players. Uh, he's taken names all over all these top players and it doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon. He he's hungry. He's talked about how he wants to compete at every event. He, I mean, he's young. He can travel to everything you're going to be seeing a lot more of his name at the top of leaderboards, especially over the next, I don't know, probably four months as he rides this hot streak. Well, you know, lastly, I want to end this off on uh, a story. I just didn't really see coming, but um, Atlas is hosting a $20,000 persona Four arena Ultimax charity tournament. And, you know, this game was first released in 2013 for the PS3 and Xbox 360 at like the tail end of that generation. Um, And, it it just saw a re-release, what, on Switch and PS4? Uh, so, I mean, is there any chance that this game will see a second life, or is it just, just a, this kind of, like, promotional thing at the moment? People actually had, like, especially fans of the game, because this is obviously an Arc System Works game, so yeah. there's, like, a huge, not necessarily a huge player base, but a lot of people that you would recognize from kind of these 
non-Guilty Gear or even some Guilty Gear background players. Mostly people who play Ultimax are more so on the like blaze blue cross tag side of things. Right. Uh, so people were kind of hopeful that Ultimax would see a showing at Evo this year. They thought it might squeak in as one of the last games uh, during the Evo lineup with this re-release. Uh, that didn't end up happening, but yeah, no, it's definitely going to see some form of resurgence because all these Arc System Works games, uh, for reference, it's releasing now. Uh, I think it comes out the end of this week officially, and then the PS4 and the PC version are getting uh, rollback netcode updates this summer at some point. Uh, that was confirmed by the developers. So all of these old Arc System Works games that get these rollback netcode updates have been seeing an increase in numbers. Uh, like cross tag battles, uh, netcode update just went into beta at the start of the month. Uh, I can't remember the uh, central fiction, the older just blaze blue game. Uh, went, uh, got its update, uh, at the start of this year and it went into testing in December and the numbers shot up like 700 something percent in terms of players on steam. Now take that with what you will. There weren't a lot of players because it's such an old game. And it 700% ended up being like a thousand players, 2000 players max, <laughs> which is still quite a bit for a, a fighting game on PC that is just on like one platform where you can track all those analytics. So I assume we're going to see more players for cross tag and we'll have to see how Ultimax does in terms of this resurgence, but that's a good sign. A lot of top players are talking about coming back to compete in the game. Lord Knight and a bunch of these guys who are competing in this charity showcase, uh, which is happening on the 17th. The uh, like they're, they're talking about coming back and trying to compete in it. And I mean, these are guys who were the top of the top when the game was played. So if they come back and the community is that there for the game, I don't see why this couldn't be a resurgence until maybe Atlas releases, decides to partner with Arc System Works on something else or they decide to move on to whatever the next kind of Arc System Works project that they vibe with um, comes out at some point in the future, like DNF Duel or uh, if they eventually move on to Strive or something. Well, with that, let's close out the show. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot .esports podcast network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. For full transcripts of the show, head on over to ftwmod.com. To follow Kale and keep up to date on the FGC, follow him at xjustified on Twitter. To follow me and my work over at CNET, you can find me at Imad on Twitter. This episode was produced by Henrique Demore. The show's executive producer is Kevin Morris. With that, we'll catch you guys next week.